Hey girl, hey, it's happy Friday, and oh my goodness, can you believe it's already November? Ah, it's blowing me away. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, but I am so excited. I was talking to my daughter yesterday. I was like, you want to decorate next weekend? Because she loves decorating her room. This is my sixth grader, and so yeah, we're probably going to decorate next weekend, and I'm so looking forward to it. So today, speaking of children... I am joined again with the Moms in the Middle Talks, where we just really had a discussion on like, how do we encourage our children to be a light in the world when it just sometimes feels so dark and so heavy when they're in school and when they're living their lives? And it was just a really beautiful conversation about our perspectives and really what that looks like for us. So I want you to enjoy it and get some value from it. Maybe you can get some ideas in your parenting and just be blessed by the conversation and real quick before i get started i just wanted to let you know that i am doing a review giveaway what does that mean starting today november the 5th all the way through november the 19th i'm collecting your reviews and drawing a name to receive a one hour unstuck breakthrough session from me whoop whoop that is like high value ladies. So here's what I need you to do. I just need you to go to Apple Podcast, click five stars and write a review. Screenshot it and then submit it. Then send me the screenshot on DMs on Instagram or you could do Facebook Messenger. And I'm gonna keep the collection so I can draw a name, spin the wheel, whatever digital app I choose to use that will draw a random name and you will win a one hour session with me that we can set up before the holidays, right after the holidays, really whatever is your need right now, okay? So why does this matter? Why are you, why are you trying to get reviews, Michelle? Why is this a big deal? Well, reviews are what helps this grow, this message grow, this value that I'm putting out there grow. It lets more and more women see it when they're going and looking for it. And the reviews help bring it up. So then also, I have the opportunity to continue to share this message on other platforms too. So you are helping grow this message just by supporting me by doing reviews. So it starts today, whenever you hear this, November 5th, 2021, and I'm only going through November 19th, 2021. Review, screenshot it, send it to me, and you will go in a drawing for a one hour breakthrough session with me. So let's get it. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. I'm going to just do is I'm going to just start out by reading a couple of verses 
about being the light of the world because um, what we're talking about today is really how in the world can we encourage our kids where they are to continue to be a light of the world or even know how to be a light when you're in the season of kind of darkness and all the, the heaviness that's going on right now. So, um, Ryan, will you just mute? There's a little glitching coming through your end until it's your turn. Thanks, Boo. All right, so I looked up something about light yesterday. I love, I'm gonna just go ahead and tell y'all, I love the YouVersion Bible app. It's amazing. I know that some of you ladies use it too. I, I tell my clients all about it. It's so awesome. So I just decided I'm gonna type up, you know, light. Give me some verses about light. And that's super simple, especially when you're learning a little bit more about the Bible. So Luke 11:33 says, no one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. John 12, 46 says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. And seriously, can I get a witness? We're in some serious darkness right now. And then Matthew 5, 14 says, you are, are the light of the world, a town built on a hill. It cannot be hidden. So that tells me we need to be shining our light. So I'm going to start with Katie, Lynn, and I just want you guys to just say who you are again. Tell us a little bit about who you serve and then tell us where you kind of where you live and the ages of your kids. Cause I think that matters as we dive into this. Yeah. Hey girls. So I'm Katie Lynn Hedrick. I'm the host of the stepping into a joyful life podcast. I'm an intentional living coach for Jesus loving mamas and I help women grow in wisdom walk in freedom and live lives that are intentionally full of joy. I am a dream chasing coffee drinking mama of three. I've got a little girl who is a teenager now. I can't believe it. Chloe is 13. Chase is 10. And my baby Canyon, we call him Grand Canyon. He is seven years old. We live in the Midwest, or I would say the middle of nowhere, Iowa. And we love it here out in the country on a gravel road. Just doing all the things, loving Jesus and trying to shine the light in a world that feels a little bit unpredictable and dark right now. Am I right about that? Mm. So I'm so thankful for this group and the wisdom here and just the um, opportunity that we have to speak life and truth into your lives. We're in the messy middle of motherhood, messy middle of motherhood right there along with you girls. And we're so glad to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, Katie May, you're up next. Hi, I'm Katie May. <laughs> I am a marriage. Oh, what am I? <laughs> I'm a marriage coach. I'm like, my, I'm, I just got off a call. So my brain is a little jumbled. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm a marriage coach and I, I help women transform their marriages into the relationships they've always wanted. So that's the short version of what I do. Um, I am a, a CEO and founder of Katie May Coaching, and I also founded Marriage Empowered here on Facebook. I live in Arizona, um, and I have two kids. I'm a mama to two kids, so I have a seven-year-old son, Camden, and a one-year-old now, 12-month-old, um, Harper. So. That's me. And Harper's paid us visits before on here. She's so precious. 
Love it. All right. Yeah, we've got to have it. Nanny's here today. So. <laughs> All right, Ryan, tell us about you and your family. Hello. Sorry. Hopefully my internet's okay. I got on my phone because I'm struggling today with my internet. So hopefully everyone can hear me fine. And um, I'm Ryan. I also live in Arizona with my husband, Travis, and our three kids. Uriah is going to be nine next week. Our daughter, Kadria, is going to be six at the end of the month. And then we have our three and a half year old, Ezra. So um, I'm excited to be here. I host the Wellness and the Word podcast, and it's really focused on biblical teaching and helping women become mentally and emotionally well through God's Word, leaning on God's Word in all seasons of our lives, and really just becoming intimate with God, knowing who He is, who He says we are in this world that can be really dark. So yeah, I'm excited for the conversation today, Michelle. Yay, thank you. And I know most of you know me, but um, I'm Michelle Porterfield and host of Set Free Sisterhood podcast. And I really serve women to help them ditch the wine witch and get control back and thrive alcohol free because it's just such a beautiful life on the other side of being stuck in the daily cycle of drinking. And um, I have, I'm in South Carolina. It's been gorgeous today, so beautiful. Um, and then I have a 17 year old, Savannah. She is a senior in high school, oh my goodness. Um, Lily Kate is in sixth grade, she's 12, and then Talon is 11, and he's in fifth grade. So we are all up in that whole intermediate, middle school, high school mess. So my first question really to you ladies, and just a kind of a start our conversation, you know, when we look at the seasons of our children, and I bet many women are listening that have probably kids of all of our kids' ages, like, what are the top struggles that you're really seeing that they're dealing with right now in their season of life um, that kind of seems to be on repeat? And then we can kind of talk about then how are we handling it with them? What are we doing? So whoever wants to jump in. Michelle, I'll jump in because I feel like our daughters are somewhat in the same boat. I know we've been talking about, um, just our daughters being lights um, in their schools and where they are and prospering where they're planted and how sometimes when as a teenage girl, you love Jesus, that can be so hard. That can be so hard. And the world feels heavy and dark and scary right now. And it doesn't always feel cool to follow Jesus and to walk against the grain and to stand up firm in our faith and for what's true and good and pure and all that peer pressure, right? Even some of their closest friends I'm finding right now, some of these girls as they're headed into teenagehood, they're, they're, they're making choices that aren't great. Um, and it breaks my heart and it scares me a little bit. And it's, it can feel like a heavy place for our daughters to be in that, but just encouraging them to stand strong and stand in their faith and continue to walk in freedom and be a light and to stand for Jesus, even if it's not the cool thing, even if they feel weird, <laughs> different, alone, right? We're called to be a peculiar people and we're told that we're going to walk through trials and that there's going to be persecution. Um, but just encouraging her and all of our kids really to stand firm in their faith. That's kind of where we're at right now. And to be totally honest with you, my kids are in public school, which we do have some great great teachers and there are, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of great kids in their school and some great influences too. Um, but being in public school this past summer, I don't know 
what the deal was, but I felt God whispering to my heart to be, or I felt like I heard him whispering to my heart to be open to the possibility of homeschool. And that terrified me for multiple reasons. <laughs> Number one, because I feel completely unqualified. I'm going to be totally honest, but it was like, he wasn't saying right now, he wasn't even saying definitely. He was just saying, be open to the possibility and begin to research this and to look into this. And it's like, I didn't even understand why or what he was saying or where he was going with it. And I'm not going to say that I still clearly understand it other than I feel like perhaps it was a test of faith and obedience because as summer kind of went on, I really felt the Lord whispering to my heart. The kids are supposed to go back to public school, at least for right now that your kids are called to be light and salt in their school. As hard as this may be for them, even for you as their mom, helping them navigate this, this season where there's peer pressure and the world feels so crazy and dark and scary right now that they are to be in public school right now as light and salt. So now how this will play out in the future homeschool, public school, I don't know, but that's just as a mom kind of where, my heart is right now and the things that we're walking through. Mm, so good. Thank you for sharing that. <clears throat> and just to kind of layer on top of that with some of the same stuff um, that I'm seeing, especially at the high school age is that, you know, she's rare, you know, that even the, the girls that we have seen that are that age and sort of in the community, it is a little different. And I think that's the thing too, is just, I had that conversation recently and just helping her understand that like, that is what is expected. The narrow road is truly the narrow road and it's going to be super difficult and we're going to have trials and challenges. So, you know, understand that when we feel that resistance and just, you know, I've told you, you guys this, but like, just even how the enemy has just really increased kind of some anxiety in her recently and there's specific topics that I won't share because of her privacy, but like just me knowing and being where I am. So that's part of this too, is like, it's because of how I have a relationship with God and the work that I've done that I'm able to see her, hear her and be able to say, Hey, this is what I do. I just, I do my best to not say, well, just do this and just do that. I'll say, you know, when I'm feeling this way, this is what I do. And I go to the app and I read this and I pray and I talk to God and I say, Hey, you know, I know these thoughts are not from you. So please help me, you know, help me renew my mind. You know, I said, that's the key to putting scripture into your heart. And I know I've said this before, but like, he doesn't tell me that I need to know where it came from you know, what book, what verse, but the more I'm reading, the more the nuggets of truth are kind of getting inside of me. And so when I go to speak or share, they come up and that's exactly what he said to do. And I didn't know this 10 years ago, like I wasn't living this way. So I feel like too, that in order to help our kids, we have to really be, you know, taking that time to build that relationship too. And I know that, that you ladies are. So what about the, um, some of the younger ones y'all? Well, I just want to say I got emotional when you were talking, Katie, and like just in general, this conversation. And I know I told you guys last week I cried easily, so here you go. Um, <laughs> this conversation is just, it can feel like, I just, I, I feel heavy and like shaky because it's, it's, it's hard to like launch your kids out in the world sometimes when it's, it is so 
crazy and heavy and hectic and but it's also such an honor and and i i look at it as our kids as we're raising that them up to know jesus and be lights in the world like they are so lucky and i'm so glad that i have women like you who are doing the same things right in your communities with your kids and and we know there's so many others but it's so unfortunate that it is that they're different that they're weird that they're um they can't maybe fully be themselves because it's so rare and it makes me sad that it's so rare um but i i just i i will be praying for your girls and as our kids get older my gosh we just need all the all the more prayer and the importance of just being in the bible and teaching that to our kids we've been you know we go in and out of routines of being consistent with our bible reading but this week we've been reading um Matthew, we're starting over in the Gospels and just really, you know, with my nine year old specifically, like reading a passage. And while he has his own Bible, you know, that explains it a little better to kids, like I read it out loud from my Bible and I ask him, like, hey, do you do you understand what that meant or what it, what did that mean to you? And sometimes he'll kind of explain it back and he gets it. And then sometimes he's like, no, you know, last last night we were reading, I think it's Matthew 10 when he says, if you acknowledge me in front of the world i'll acknowledge you in front of my father in heaven if you deny me in front of the world i'll deny you in front of my father in heaven and kind of just explain explaining what that means you know and some of those bible verses that are more straightforward and to the point but it's so important for us to to teach our kids that and what does that mean that means that if someone in this world asks you about jesus do you believe in jesus are you going to say yes and are you going to be confident in that and why we should and how and and just the consistency and having those conversations with our kids and really um, teaching them. And in the day to day, Michelle, for me, it's like my son, he's nine and he's just becoming, um, you know, talking back and complaining a lot and oh goodness. So it's really trying to use um, just practical teaching, but also biblical teaching. And, and sometimes I feel like it's really just about simple kindness and respect, right? Like that's what, so much of what the Bible teaches us um, and just kind of asking that question back, like, is that an appropriate way to talk to me? Like, is, do, you, do you think you're being kind or do you think that that hurts my feelings when you talk to me like that? Like, that's not a, a, an appropriate way to speak to, to me, right, as your mother. Um, so being also in public school, like mine, mine are in public school as well, Katie, being that light and i shared the story last week on uh the group call about my son last year well he had had a trouble with the same kid for a couple of years and uh just kind of picking on him and not being very nice and i was always like oh my goodness trying to teach my kid to be kind no matter what um to teach him we don't know what goes on in that kid's home maybe he's not um, getting enough attention or love right and just to not be rude back um and then last year the principal called me and uh told me hey i had uriah in the in my office today for a good reason you know that boy was in trouble again and he asked that boy like hey who is a good example who do you see in your class that gets good attention um that could be a good role model for you and he said uriah and so he kind of paired them up and now this year they're friends and they're getting along and, and that boy, you know, the principal directed him to do what Uriah does. Like if you're 
doing something that you shouldn't be doing, like look to Uriah and see what he's doing. And so it's just like those examples. Um, and it's cool, I think, as our kids get older, that they will see those things and um, it will encourage them, you know. But I think it is important also to to let them know, like, yeah, you may be called out for being different or weird and, and that's okay. You still have to stand firm and confident. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, I'll, um, so much of that, like all of this is like, oh man, <laughs> I don't know where to start. Um, I don't have a teenage daughter. I have a one-year-old daughter. Uh, and I can just think back to just the pressures that I had when I was a teenager, you know, and, um, and I am, I, I Michelle, I wanted to, to bring out what you had said, like that your daughter is rare. And I think that that's really like something that really wasn't, um, driven home for me in that time was like when we're, when we're like the weird ones, when we're the off ones, when we are like face to face with like, you know, boys straight up, like trying to pressure you like sexually or making you feel weird or wrong about yourself, the rare, right? Like that she's special, not, not special by her own, like merit special because she is a daughter of God. Right. And like that true empowerment that comes from that, like, I feel like just would have been so awesome for me. I mean, I think to a degree because I was involved in youth group because I did have that strength behind me. Right. Like I already did have that, but I didn't have anyone like my, my mom wasn't necessarily there telling me like how special I was because of that. Right. Like, and it wasn't because of anything like bad or wrong on her part. It was just, I don't think she really understood how to like help me in that like mindset. Right. So I don't know. I just think like, that's, that's definitely one thing is like, look, it's not a matter of like, you're better than anybody. It's just a matter of the fact that like, don't make them feel like you're less than because you're honoring something truly special, right? That you get to keep for yourself, that you're honoring God in this. And there is a beauty to that, that the world's going to, the world, the enemy is going to actively make you feel wrong about. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know that's not about my kids, but I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say too, when, you know, what just came to me was like a, a precious gem or stone. Mm -hmm. When you think about rare, you know, that is highly valued and very yes. valuable. And I think that's the thing is like, you know, being intentional of communicating that with our children and say, yeah, you know, even just the whole idea of like how diamonds are created by the pressure. Right. right. And even putting it into a visual is like, there's going to be this pressure, but you know, you are shining your light for the Lord and you are rare and you're very favored and highly valued. And that's a big deal. And those are the things that we want you to not to root yourself in the belief and then to think about when times are getting tough. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Time. Yeah. My, um, my seven year old is super perceptive. Like he's actually really aware when like, like of emotions, surprisingly, like even on a dude level, surprisingly, but like for a seven year old, I'm like, what? Like you picked up on that. Like, he'll say like, mom, you, you're, you're, you're 
like, I feel like your feelings are hurt. Like he said that to me the other day. And so it's like, I have to have these like, really like, I feel like adult conversations because <laughs> I'm like, I can walk him through this. Like, that's okay. Like mommy's feelings were hurt. Right. But like, that was actually because of the way mommy is feeling. Right. Like that's like, and I can walk him through this and talk him through this and let him see, like, I love that. Like all of us kind of hit in on just letting our like kids know that we go through this shit too. Like we're not above it. Like we experience these same trials. We experience that same hardship, but this is what we do in those moments. Like that's like, Hey, this is what I do. I look to God. I pray. I find my peace again. It's, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel bad or angry, right? Like that's normal, but also it's good to look for God in that and pray and how can we move forward from this and what can we learn from our emotions and feelings. The other day I overheard him in our kitchen talking with his best friend and he was talking about the devil because it's like, that's very normal. Like he has, um, he has a lot of, a lot of fear that he battles. He has bad dreams. Um, and like, I have these conversations to say like, look, like the devil is the only power he has is trying to send lies to you. Right. Like that's the only power he has. And so you have to know you're strong. Like you have to say like, no devil, like ah, get out of here. Right. Like you're just a liar. And I try to give him that power, right. By talking to him about this. So like we're in our kitchen and he's talking about the devil to his buddy who has like no idea. Right. And his friend's like, devil's not real. And, and Cameron's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> and his friend's like, no, it's not. And he like, he looks up to me like, mom, like, am I like, oh, like are, have you been lying to me this whole time? Like, it was almost like a Santa Claus conversation. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, yes, we believe that the, the devil is real. And then his friend just kind of was like, okay. <laughs> And then it was like, Hey, what about football, dude? All right, let's go. And like, <laughs> like just veered off into another thing. But it was just probably the first time I got to see like that interaction, like take place in such a, like, you could tell his friend was like, dude, that's like, he's not real. Like, what are you talking about? And it was just, but like, I was at least there to be like, to back him up. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how that's going to progress or where that's going to go. But um, yeah, I don't, it's, I don't have all the answers. It's hard. <laughs> well, that's a perfect example of bringing it into his everyday life and having that conversation with him and making it normal, right? So that he can be confident in what he says and what he believes. I think that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So have you, have you ladies parented a little differently these last six months or so? Um, I know that our world has been quite different in just in the past, we'll say, go and say two years now. Um, but is there anything that you felt like that God has been calling you to say or do differently or anything like that? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think for me, it, it is really just pulling in the Bible more. Whereas before, um, it wasn't as like, we've always gone to church and we've always, you know, I've always taught my kids about God, but I, now at a deeper level, I think for me, it's, but it's not like, you know, we're reading the Bible every single day and, and memorizing it, right? Not in that way, but like I've, I've said multiple times now, just like the everyday 
examples of everyday moments. Where can we shine our light? You know, both two of my two kids, my two older kids chose to get baptized this summer and really having those conversations. Like, what does this mean? Um, when my daughter wanted to, I said, she's almost six. I was like, you know, we did the class. She didn't seem to be like actually putting it together. Like me, I was like, maybe she just wants to do it because Uriah did it. Like she saw what baptism baptism is. So like, I was not going to let her. And then we had a really good conversation where I was like, okay, she does get it, you know? And, um, so putting things at their level and, but also, um, not always just allowing it to be like this pretty, um, like child book story. Right. But like, the reality and the truth. So I think, you know, when you were talking, Katie, right now about your son, um, I think that's so important because sometimes we're like, oh, when, when they're older, right? When they're like in junior high or high school, like that's when we're going to get to really get into it. But how can I teach them now at their level what it means? Because they're always watching and they're always like, they're always grasping onto something. And in, in our behavior, how do we react? So something I'm really intentional about is my own faults and my own shortcomings. I apologize a lot, <laughs> but I also, um, which I love because it following God has made me such a more humble person. And, um, I'm fine with that. Like I'm not embarrassed by the fact that I need to apologize all the time. Um, but it just allows me to really, Whereas before, um, I've, I've struggled with anger for a long time in my life. And, you know, for the last couple of years, been really unpacking that. But um, whereas before, I would just be like, I'm so sorry. Now I really try to be more practical with them, like about how I messed up or why I messed up or just trying to um, remind them, like, I, I need Jesus all the time, you know. And so even when you keep messing up, maybe in the same way, it's fine to still go to God and say, I'm sorry. I find a lot when I'm working with women that they are full of shame and guilt and they don't want to go back to God because they're like, he's got to be sick of me by now, <laughs> you know? And, and my biggest message is like, there's nothing you can do that could make God stop loving you. And I want to teach that to my kids. And, and I think we do that through our own, our own examples. Mm, yes. So awesome. And I want to say, um, too, to that is just the whole idea of that they are watching us. We're modeling, right? And, yeah. um, you know, I feel like I had, a, I had a chunk of time to kind of make up for just because my lack of modeling. And then this last six months to a year more, I have just felt more in my spirit to actively show them what I'm doing, you know, and actively have these more intentional conversations. But yeah, not this what, you know, all right, guys, let's gather up in the living room and break open the Bible and the devotional book, or I'm going to make you watch this, you know, TV show that, you know, is like an old school, let's talk about Jesus show or whatever. Veggie, veggie Tales. <laughs> yeah, Veggie Tales, which was so cute. I love Jonah. That was my favorite movie. Um, but this happened last night and I want to share before Katie Lynn jumps in too again, but it was so cool because I had this, I was like, God, thank you for this little nugget because I'm talking about this tomorrow and he totally knew that. Right. So Lily Kate had really just gotten upset yesterday and she just, you know, 
it she that's just what she does she goes to just like anger that's her first she's she's the same as me we get mad first and then we realize wow there's really something underneath there and she finally came to me and was like yeah I just I have a problem with like comparing myself and like having self-doubt and I said well thank you for sharing that with me let's let's see what we can find out you know because before I would just been like well you don't need to do that you need to be confident and I would just tell her all the things that why she's awesome and I had my phone laying we were laying on the bed and I just looked up I pulled up the bible app and I typed in plans search self-doubt and uh just so happened a little devotional came up I started the plan and then we read it together and so it was so cool because it was like that in the moment teaching moment where I could show her, this is how you do it. There's nothing special about me. I don't have this magical, all knowing knowledge about what the answers are. I go find it and you can do this too. So that was really a great experience. I love that when we're talking, I can be convicted in the same. <laughs> That's so good. I think for me, Michelle, the last like 18 months, I feel like I have been more convicted than ever to just continue to speak deep truth over my kids for so many reasons, everything from COVID and the fear mongering to the crazy things going on to the world going on in the world to, I'm just going to be honest and put this out there. The, the, the push and the support of homosexuality, I'm, I know I'm going to step on toes with this. <laughs> God does not approve of homosexuality. And it is being so pushed in our world, in our schools, in our medias, all over YouTube. It's being crammed down our kid's throat from every direction. And that has been a huge one over here at our house. My 10-year-old... Typically their screen time is monitored and typically they're on kids YouTube. There was a time a couple days ago where he was on adult YouTube watching something. I had approved of it, but I walked over and on the right side of the screen, there's a quiz that says, find out if you're gay with a rainbow. Mm. And first of all, <laughs> first of all, the rainbow is God's symbol. I'm just going to go there and I'm just going to claim that I'm going to speak it. I know I'm stepping on toes today, but the rainbow is a symbol of God's promise and goodness. So first of all, I'm just going to claim that and take that right back right here, right now. But my 10 year old, you know, is, is seeing this and it's like, he's 10 years old and this is being put into his brain to question if he's homosexual or not to question who God created him to be as a boy right? As a warrior, as courageous, as a man, a provider, a protector. And here it is at 10 years old that he is to be questioning his masculinity. And I, it just hit me so wrong and it broke my heart. And I, like God convicted me more than ever, Katie, it's time to gently, but powerfully speak truth to him right now about this topic as, as appropriate as you need to be at 10 years old, as gentle as you need to be at 10 years old, but girl, mama, you better speak the truth over your child about this topic right now. There are kids at school in fifth and sixth grade who think that they're homosexual, right? And they're, they're talking to our kids about it. And you know, the whole, the whole push for pride month and all this stuff. It's so, it's not okay. 
it's not okay guys. And as moms, we've got to stand against the things that are against God's word. And if we don't speak the truth to our kids about this stuff, man, you better believe that the world is going to push their views. They're, they're pushing tolerance. And here's the thing. We need to love all people. Even the homosexuals we're called to love and we're called to show love and we're called to shine light. It's not our job to judge or condemn those people and their sin, but it is our job to teach our kids the truth. I'm like shaking over here because this has been such a big thing. The fear that's coming with COVID, like we're not called to be afraid, right? When Christ dwells in our heart, we know exactly where we're going and we know exactly how this thing ends, no matter how crazy and scary and wrong the world is that's going on around us. So for me, that's just been like the biggest thing that the Lord is like, mama, you better know the truth, be rooted in the truth, and you better be speaking that truth into your kid's heart. And then also as a coach, all of us as coaches, kind of on a totally separate note, I think it's important that we help our kids come up with the solutions that they, just like you said, Michelle, that we're able to help them work through and find the solutions in their own mind and dig down to what they know is truth in their heart and pull out those biblical solutions by asking them good questions, exactly like you were talking about. But I think it's powerfully, we, we powerfully help them step forward and make good choices when we don't tell them what to do, but we help them reach down deep and make those good decisions on their own based on the truth that we've instilled into them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. And I think, you know, for me, it's just like, are you going to be a parent who is speaking the truth? Are you just letting the world tell your kids all kinds of stuff? Like what you you get to choose. Are you going to let the schools raise your kids? Are you going to let YouTube raise your kids? Are you going to step up and be the mom that God called you to be and speak truth? And then I'm going to layer on top of that. I'm being super intentional too. Now that our church is up and going, we have a huge, awesome church filled with babies all the way up to old grandmas and grandpas and they have awesome student ministry and that's been my thing now is making sure in the midst of all my busy working at the salon building a business you know coaching podcasting all the things it's like I could easily just get too full and let them just hang out but I said I'm carving out we're carving out Wednesdays to take them to the student ministry so they can be taught by other adult leaders that will also pour in the truth and then they can be now you know we know that I'm, I have met some crazy people up in the church let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part they're all at I least going to be around more people and you know to be able to look and go okay you you know you too you're struggling too in school for for standing up for what you believe and I'm so glad that, that I have that in my town. I'm so blessed that we're open and we're doing all these things. So yes, thank you for being vulnerable and just speaking your truth. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah. I, I wanted to comment too, because I think that fear is like the, the thing, right? Like whenever, whenever we're parenting out of fear, like I'm never a good parent. <laughs> You know, like that's, that's really what God has just put in my face in a big mirror, right? Is like, whenever I am afraid, I want to be that control, 
right? And so while I'm all about my son, like being independent, sometimes like right now, his independence scares me. Like his, his like thinking he can help parent his sister or step out of like his seven-year-old role and be like a, an adult, right? Like, and take on too much. That scares me because it makes me feel like, um, like, no, like you're supposed to depend on me and trust me. And I'm supposed to have the answers and you're supposed to do what you're told you know like that's like my instant response and so like that that was such that was so convicting in that moment right then we were talking Michelle because it was like um yes I am supposed to be like a model for my kid right but I don't I don't have to have all of the answers I don't have to just you know be the fixer right like I can equip him with good tools. I can let him know that I also feel this way sometimes. And this is what I do. Like, it's just not totally on me. It's also like point him back to God, not me. Right. Because yeah, I fall short too, but like, that's why I need God and it's okay. Like, and his perfectionism too has really like struck a chord within me. Cause it's like, no, don't beat yourself up. You know, like this is going to happen. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to say like, that's that, the the anger and the control thing are always triggers for me when I'm afraid, right? And it's more of just when my sights are off of like, what does God want for me in this moment to parent Him because He is God's first, not my not not mine. Like I'm supposed to keep Him safe, right? Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it. I think too, in the sense of over the last two years if we're talking about all of this, um, truthfully, the world's not that different in my opinion. Like we've been, and I mean this in the sense of, yeah, like trust me, there's changes. I'm not saying that like COVID, right. But like, it's not the first time we've seen a pandemic here on this planet. It's not the first time like we have seen corruption be exploited, like all over in government. I mean, you look back in the history and it's like, there, there's plenty of times, you know, presidents have been impeached. Like our, our country has been at war. Like this isn't, com this isn't just totally special. And I think like we give, we give it too much power you know, like we are still called to be a light in the world, regardless of the circumstance. We are not going to have comfort all of the time. We don't get that promise to us. And the only thing we can do is tell our kids these things and model them for them. And I've been, I've had a few friends of mine be like, Hey, why aren't you more upset about what's going on? Why aren't you like, why aren't you like, how does this not bother you? And it's like, no, it bothers me. Like, of course, my heart breaks for what's going on in the world and the people who are lost in this. But I also see this as such a beautiful opportunity that is causing so much insecurity in people to look up. This is such an awesome opportunity for us to teach our kids about the fact that so much stuff is so unsure right? There is never like, there. it's such a great time to be able to witness, to be able to show people who are fearful, like to love them. Cause that's really what we are called to do, right? Like show them the love of Jesus, show them you don't have to be afraid, even if you don't know what's going to happen. Cause the truth is we really never do, right? Like 
Nope. And yeah, we, we are called not to fear and we should, we shouldn't only stand on God's promises in these hard times, right? We should stand on his promises. Always. We should be a light always. And you're right. It, there, it, there always has been darkness. Um, the, the visibility is more now, right? With social media, we can see everyone else burdens. We can, we, it, it's just, it's so much, it's so much heaviness and we have to focus on what we can do right here in our own homes. First of all, in our own homes, this is our first ministry. This is our first, uh, the most important for each of us as moms, your children who you're raising up to be in the world, that's going to help change the world, right? So let's, let's stay here in our homes and make the difference and be the light of the world. And we were just, my husband and I, we had a weekend away recently and, and we were just talking about like, what, what does our family stand for? What are our core values? What do we want to teach our children when they go out into the world, you know, and, and the, the Matthew five fourteen you are, you are the light of the world. And that that's like our family verse because that's what we want to be. And we want to be different. Um, there's just, there's just so much power. I got my Bible because I was going to read some verses, but I, I, I don't know which one I want to read, but your Bibles should be like well-worn. I tell my son, like, I don't ever want your, your Bible to have dust on it. Like I want your Bible to be well-worn because I want you to know what God says for yourself. You know, it's so important. And, um, the way that we can affect other people. My nephew, I love, adore my nephew. He's the same age as my oldest, and and he's so interested in God, and he's always asking me questions. And we were at church recently for for my kids' baptism. My family never goes to church, like my extended family, but they were all there and for my kids' baptism. And uh, the pastor was talking, and he he was saying like, "You are the hope of the world." And he was talking, talking, and then my nephew looked over to me and he said, "You are the hope of the world." He told me, and it's like that that impact that we have on everybody around us, right? And people are always watching, especially when you're a believer, because they want to catch you slip. They, they want to catch you uh, in a weak moment. And that's fine too. Because I say all the time, like, I am not perfect. And I don't know everything that the Bible says, but I'm, I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to correct myself if my ways are against the Bible. And it can be really hard, just like you were talking about, Katie, but it is so important to not just let the world speak into our kids' lives, but also, as you were saying, Michelle, to not just talk at our kids, but to talk to them and to kind of peel those layers back with them. Because we do, we want to like fix everything and tell them like, no, you're amazing. No, you're smart. But to like dig into that with them, why do they feel that way? How can they kind of equip themselves with God's word to, to stand in his truth? So important. All right. Well, this is a beautiful, yeah. Bam. <laughs> Mic drop over on the, on the Ryan side. So I just wanted to say too, as we close, like, I just feel like it's important to say, you know, if you are listening to this or watching this, wherever you get this information and you're just not really sure, like, what does it even look like to have a relationship with God? you can reach out to any of us. We're here and you know what? We don't know it all and we're by far not anywhere near perfect, but we've all had the experience of what life was like before relationship and what it is like now. And we can definitely answer your questions and help you because 
if you continue to try to do this thing on your own, you will get burnt out, broke down, and it will, it's just, it would be exhausting because Jesus says that his burden is light and that when this world is heavy, like he's, he's like, hey, give it to me. That's what I'm here for. And so that's what I've been really doing a lot lately too. And then also, if you are, if you're afraid and, and there's a lot of input coming in, you gotta, you gotta turn it off, turn off the input, pray. He does call us to pray and care for people that's, you know, that's hurting in the world, but he also says, give it to me and release it. It's not for you to carry it, but he is calling you to be the mom and the wife and the woman that you need to be inside of your home. So that's how I'm going to end. So thank y'all for being here. I've loved this conversation. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.